Well, good morning. Welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. Today we begin a new series at Grace focusing on identifying God's will and learning how we must refocus our expectations, attitudes, and behaviors accordingly. We will hear from Chris Kuzak this morning as he leads us through a message on prayer and how a refocused prayer life that is centered on God's will will help us to make sense of both what prayer is for and how to rest in God's answers. Thanks for joining us today as we seek to refocus our will to come in line with God's. Morning. Morning. Uh, so first, before I get into this, uh, I want to point out my wife's not here, if you had noticed that. She uh, she got roped into uh, helping out uh, at the hospital for a couple a couple shifts. She she, uh, she doesn't work there anymore, but they call her when they're desperate. And uh, I, I, my point there is the, the health care system here and all over the country is over. She was uh, uh, replacing somebody who had worked 24 hours straight. So, um, so as you pray, if you would uh, kind of keep healthcare folks in, in your thoughts and prayers there. Uh, and then the other thing I want to say is, uh, if, if you saw the program, quite a few of you asked uh, um, if we'll be getting out of here early today. And uh, I got to let you know I'm a Lions fan, and so I have nowhere to be until... Uh, like... February, really. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so today we're, we're going to call this sermon uh, Unanswered Prayers, which uh, that's sort of intended to uh, give a little bit of shock value. Um, I usually try to do that when I come up here and make everybody a little uncomfortable if I can. Um, uh, but basically, if, if you've ever uh, prayed, right, and prayed for something specifically, and it hasn't happened, uh, this is kind of what I want to look at today. And it, that's especially true, uh, it, can, it can be really difficult when, like, you're praying for somebody uh, to be healed, right? So we think about Bob right now in the hospital, um, other folks that have, you know, dealt with sickness, and we pray and pray in earnest and, uh, you know, for their healing. And sometimes it doesn't, doesn't appear to happen. And, and, you know, that can, be, that can be difficult for us. So I want to look at that a little bit. Um, and our flagship text for today is uh, Psalm 66, uh, verses 16 through 20. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Okay, so we'll start by kind of doing a little bit of a primer on what prayer is. Um, I think most of us get that essentially prayer is your communication with God, right? That's your, that's the method, method that God has designed for us to communicate directly with him. Um, you're essentially conversing with God, if you think about it that way. Uh, so the question is, why does that matter? Um, you know, we have a God, uh, like Grandma Jean had said, you know, he knows what we're doing. Uh, he 
He knows all about us. According to Jeremiah 1, verse 5, God knew us before he formed us in the womb, right? And then uh, Luke 12, 7, God knows the numbers of the hairs on our head. That's easier for, for, him, for, for some of us than others. <laughs> um, so why, why does God need us to pray? Why does he tell us to pray? Why is that commanded to us? Um, well, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need us to pray. God can do whatever he wants without us praying for it. So we need to understand that first. Prayer is for us. Uh, prayer is the way that God has designed for us to cultivate a relationship with him. Uh, that's not to say, you know, if God can do it without us praying, that's not to say that he wants to do it that way. He He literally wants nothing more than, than a relationship with us. So, Prayer is the way that we develop that, and, and it's for us to develop with him. Um, we know this from Scripture. So First John uh, chapter 3, verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. That's proof that he desires a relationship, a, a parental, loving relationship with us. Um, for you folks that have kids, uh, you know, what's your greatest joy? It's your kids, right? And... Um, here we are, God's children, all of us. So, you know, think about his perspective on us. He, he views us as his children, and, and he loves us. Um, and if you have adult children, like, how great is it when your kids, your adult children, call you or initiate contact with you? There's nothing greater if, if, if you don't have adult children and, you know, you don't, you don't know that. It, it really is the best thing there is um so this the the second question i want to i want to look at real quick with um with prayer is how do we pray right so the mechanics are pretty basic just talk to god that's it um a lot of people get kind of hung up on the rules uh like here we have certain things that we do certain cadences um you know, what about, people say, what about Matthew 6, 6, where Jesus tells the disciples to pray in secret, or uh, Matthew 6, 9, where he's, you know, taught, where Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer. We get to, do we get to pray like that all the time? Um, or all the times, you know, Paul tells the, the folks to, you know, to pray together in the different churches. Um, those might seem like conflicts, but they're not, and we don't have time to go into all that today, but, uh, they all have different reasons behind those texts. Uh, but the main point here is that it's not really how you pray that matters to God. It's that you pray. Okay, so that's the main point for today. Um, and here's where I might make you a little uncomfortable. So if you want if the ushers can lock the doors, we'll be good. Uh, some of you are angry, right? Um, we get angry. That's normal. Uh, but if your prayers do not acknowledge that, um, you're doing sort of a disservice to your relationship with God. Uh, some of you are carrying hate for your neighbors. I know that's one that I struggle with from time to time. That's human. But not acknowledging that before God will get you nowhere. Um, some of you are mad at God himself. You got to tell him because you know what? He already knows, Right? We've heard it a couple times this morning already. He knows everything. He knows the hairs on your head. 
Uh, he knows what you're doing, Grandma Jean said. So even our psalm text from earlier, everything acknowledges that God already knows everything that's going on. So if you think you're holding on to that for, uh, if you're afraid of offending him, uh, or, you know, if you think you can hide that, you can't at all. In fact, um, it, it's, it's paramount that you acknowledge it. And, um, you know, if, if you think your prayers can somehow offend him, uh, I guarantee that your sin is far more offensive to God than, than anything you can pray to him. Um, now, not, you know, <laughs> not trying to be blasphemous here or anything like that. So it's not, it's not good to like, you know, uh, to yell at God or anything. And, you know, but you need to let him know when you're frustrated and angry with something that you perceive that he has done incorrectly or wrong. You need to talk to him about that and uh, reconcile that because you're not going to get anywhere in your relationship with God until you've done that. Um, if, you know, if your prayers are something like, uh, God, give us world peace and thank you. Um, that's, that's, that's a great prayer, but that's not a relationship-forming prayer that you can have with God. So that's what he desires. He wants a relationship with you. Um, by the way, I wore my rubber boots just in case there's any lightning strikes in here. <laughs> uh, So, looking back to our uh, text from Psalm 66, uh, verse 18 says, if, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So this doesn't mean that uh, you only can pray when you haven't sinned, because guess what? That's literally impossible for every one of us. Um, what that means is you need to uh, acknowledge your sin and ask for forgiveness and in doing so, strengthen your relationship with God. Um, the challenge for all of us is that we need to try to love God more than our sin. And that's, that's a big challenge for every one of us, myself included. Uh, so you, you need to acknowledge your sin. And when you pray, that's a good time to do it. Um, now, that doesn't mean you have to do a full confessional every time you pray. Sometimes it's not going to be practical for you. Um, like when a deer jumps out in front of your car and you gotta, you gotta throw out one of those four letter, one word prayers. Help. Help. I knew what you were saying. (laughs) Sweat just rolled down his back. (laughs) Uh, you what it means, this means your, your prayer life needs to be a consistent uh, self-reflection and confession of those things that are offensive to God. That's how you will cultivate that relationship. Again, he already knows what you're doing. He knows what your sins are. Uh, he desires to forgive you of those sins. So get to it. I mean, that's, you got to do that. And you will, you will have a relationship with God and you will... Uh, you will grow spiritually and things will definitely get better in your life. Now, that's not to say you're going to get everything you want, right? Um, because we already know from something Ryan said earlier, which is, you know, our desires are sinful. So this is about changing our focus, refocusing our uh, our priorities.
So the last question before I get to uh, the main topic is, uh, why do we pray? Uh, Ryan, Pastor Ryan said something last week that uh, it was my favorite part of your sermon. Um, he said, have a wonderful week, and we all went home. <laughs> <laughs> He said, uh, no, (laughs) he said, praying allows us to walk beside God in the work that he's doing in the world. So have you ever had an opportunity to do something fun, you know, like with your friends or your family? uh, And whatever reason, decide to sit it out and later you feel like you're missing out on something that it's a really poor analogy because everything God is doing is infinitely greater than anything going on on this planet. But, you know, that. That's sort of in the same thread um, of, of what's going on there. So, uh, again, let's ask, you know, why uh, God certainly doesn't need me to accomplish his work on earth, right? We know that. He's the creator. Um, he can do whatever he wants without me, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, he doesn't need us. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> uh, no, God chooses us, right? He, he wants his desire. His design is to use us, his people, uh, for his work. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite verses uh, from the New Testament is John uh, fifteen sixteen, in which Jesus tells his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. God can do all of this on his own. Uh, and actually, he could probably do it way better and way more efficiently uh, than having us do it. But his design, his desire is to have us do it for him. Um, again, for you parents, like uh, with little kids, you ever <laughs> you ever have the kids come out and help you do something? How does that go, right? Does it get done quickly? No. Does it get done efficiently? No. Does it get done at all? Sometimes no. But you have a great interaction with your kids, right? When you're doing that stuff and, and they remember that. Um, a lot of you have memories of your own childhood working with somebody in your family doing something. Um, those things stick and, and that's how people know they're loved, right? Uh, I remember going out and working on the snowplow with my stepson, Stephen, and uh, he'd fire questions at me faster than I could make up answers to them. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but it's rewarding, right? I remember, and he remembers it, and we still talk about it, and, and it cultivated a relationship between us. Um, and so you'll know you're loved when you do that, when you pray to God, uh, but it'll do a lot more than that. It'll, uh, as you grow closer to God, your priorities will begin, begin to rearrange. So again, to the, to the next series, uh, it'll refocus your, your heart, which is what we need to do, because we know... Uh, we are sinful. Uh, I recall this incident many years ago um, at Home Depot. I was there looking for some drip edge, I think it was, or something. And uh, every every stack I pulled out of the rack had a kink in it. Like they dropped the whole thing when they were taking it out. And I, I was just, I was frustrated, you know, and I went and I found the closest uh, orange vest person and said, you know, I pro- what I, what I usually said was, uh, where, where do you keep the good stock, right? And, and uh, I, she said, well, if it's, if it's on the rack, that's what we have. And uh, uh, 
I don't remember anything that I said to her, but I know I, uh, I said some very ungodly things. Um, and, you know, uh, probably really frustrated her. And, uh, but what I also did was, uh, and, and this is, by the way, I wasn't walking with the Lord at this time in my life. This was many years ago. Uh, you ever do one of these prayers? You kidding me? Right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to warn you right now, that is a prayer and God will hear it and he will answer it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was instantly convicted. Uh, <laughs> like, I just had this terrible shame about what I had said to this poor lady. Uh, she was gone. I had to go and find her uh, and seek her out and, and, and just apologize. I mean, this isn't what happens. I don't want to give you the idea that um, God sends your your angel relatives right down to, to watch over you, but it was like he sent my grandma down and she grabbed me by the ear, right? And, uh, and made me go apologize to that poor lady. And I remember by the time I found her, I, I, I was teared up. I mean, I felt bad. She was pretty indifferent. <laughs> but, uh, it's clearly a calloused uh, attitude because I'm sure she gets that a lot. And so, so I, I continued to just, I, I, I said, you know, I am really sorry. And uh, I want to know that you're doing good work and all this stuff. So um, anyway, I, you know, it, my heart was changed and uh, I really wasn't something I was looking for. I, I wanted straight drip edge. <laughs> so uh you know I, I i don't know if i got it or not but i i know that i still remember that story when somebody frustrates me or when i'm frustrated with a situation i remember that lady's face and uh god god just imprinted that on my heart um okay so finally we can t- tackle the main question why why doesn't God answer all my prayers? Why didn't God answer my prayer for X, Y, Z? You know, sometimes we pray in earnest and it just doesn't happen. Uh, and again, I, I think that's most most uh, frustrating when we're praying for someone's healing. Uh, when we see our loved ones suffering and, and we want to see them healed physically. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, Sometimes our loved ones die no matter how hard we pray. Um, what you need to know is that God is listening and he's responding. Uh, and he's always working for our good. Romans uh, chapter 8 uh, verses 26 through 28 says, uh, In the same way the Spirit helps, uh, helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind, uh, knows the mind, sorry, I think I skipped a line there, of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God works for your good, no matter what. So why does it seem like he's not answering uh, when you're praying for, for that loved one to, to get healed? Um, it's, it's mostly a matter of, matter of perspective and focus. Uh, we're looking at things from our own timeline and our own reasoning, right? Uh, for one, God won't give you um, 
what you're asking for if it's if it's not for your own good or for the good of the kingdom. Um, the analogy I use quite often is like uh, again for your parents with young kids. Uh, if your kid asks for ice cream for supper, do you give him that? It's his heart's desire. By by the way, I mean, <laughs> no, of course not, because you love him and you you know that's going to make him sick. And I think this you know. Uh, this might fall into it too. Like God knows he's going to have to deal with probably 10 other prayers from me because he ate ice cream for dinner, right? So um, so it's not for your own good. It, like, so God, is, God has the whole vision. We have a little bit of vision and we want ice cream for dinner and God wants us to be healthy and reconciled to him above all else. So we kind of have different priorities, right? And w- we're not going to change God's priority, and uh, nor should we try, <laughs> because His priority is much better for us than than our own. So by praying, um, God will, you know, work on our hearts and and change what our priorities are and what we should be praying for. Um. So a lot of you know that I I quit drinking six years ago. Some of you don't know that, but many of you do. Um. A lot of you don't know how that came to be. Um, at my last job, uh, the owner of the company used to take us on this uh, fall retreat, company retreat. We'd go to this, uh, it was this awesome, like, I don't know how many hundred acres they had on a lake, a uh, bunch of cabins, uh, a couple, you know, banquet halls. And um, we'd go there every fall and we'd do like a two hour meeting and then it was go have fun, which meant drinking. And, <laughs> They had all kinds of uh, activities planned, um, like shooting skeet and, you know, stuff stuff you shouldn't be doing when you're drinking, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, I won't go, to the, go into the details because I, I don't want to glorify the drinking stories, you know what I mean? But I, I outdid myself on the last one of these and... Uh, um, like I do with so many things, I had to be the best, and I drank the most out of everybody. So uh, what I remember mostly, though, is I went to my cabin at some point and passed out. And I remember later on, so those of you who, you know, drank to excess, uh, you, you know, you get, as you move into sobriety the next couple of days, you get snapshots of what happened that night. And I got a snapshot the next day of myself uh, vomiting on my back and, uh, rolling over just enough to vomit on the bed of this place. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I recognize that, uh, really almost died. Like, remember coughing and all that stuff. Uh, so you probably think, oh, that's why he quit. No, <laughs> um, that wasn't enough. <laughs> What actually really did it for me, and this is proof that God knows you and knows me, um, fear of dying in my sleep wasn't going to do it. Uh, fear of being embarrassed at work, <laughs> at the time especially, uh, yeah, that that would do it. <laughs> so uh, a couple of days later, I got a call from the HR director's office, and he, he, he called me down, and he said, well, what happened? What happened at Red Crown Lodge? And I... So, well, you have to be more specific, <laughs> you know. Um, 
He said, the puke on the bed, you, you puked on the bed? And I said, yeah, I, it's coming back to me. Um, and he said, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay for the damage. Okay. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm embarrassed. I don't need this getting out. So I'm sitting there going, God, can you at least just keep this between me and him and keep this a secret? And I don't have to tell my wife. I can cover this whole thing up, make it go away, be like it never happened. And it was at that moment I re- remembered I've got, he said it's $100 for the damages. I remembered at that moment, I've got a $100 bill in my wallet. Prayer's answered. <laughs> well, then he, then he said, I, and I don't think this, this guy was necessarily a Christian. I don't know. Um, but he said, no, we need you to write a check. <laughs> and if you're like me, your wife has the checkbook. So um, maybe he knew that, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But uh, that was God saying, no, you ain't getting out of it that easy. So I had to go home uh, and tell my wife, like, hey, um, here's what happened. I remember I just broke down. Now, if you think this was the first incident with my drinking up till that point, and like all of a sudden it's a problem for one night and I'm going to quit, that's not true at all. We had plenty of discussions about it, my wife and I, and uh, there had been a lot of shame and a lot of thinking that, yeah, I, I really got to rethink what I'm doing here leading up to that. And uh, God just sort of pushed me, pushed me over the edge. Um, so, yeah. God uh, answered that prayer again. I I don't want to necessarily quit drinking at that moment, although I was thinking I'm probably going to have to. What I really wanted was uh, not to be embarrassed, not to have to tell my wife, not to uh, not to have to deal with that at work. And people, you know, there, there goes Kuzak <laughs> puking in bed at Red Clown Lodge. Um, yeah, so you know. Again, God answered my prayer, just <laughs> not in the way I'd, I'd hoped. But, look at it this way. Um, you know, sometimes the snowplow doesn't get fixed, right? But, you'd spend a lot of time with your kids. Sometimes you gotta use bent drip edge on your roof, but, you know, you... Uh, you have a change of heart in how you treat people. Um, sometimes you got to write a $100 check to your company and tell your wife what you did, um, but you end up sober for six years. There is no such thing as an unanswered prayer. Sometimes the answer is no, <laughs> but it's answered and God's always listening. I would contend... Um, Anybody here that's that's had a Christian relative pass away, who's who at the time you know prayed for healing that didn't come, they are healed now. And they're with Jesus. God is one hundred percent in our corner. There are only prayers that are answered in the way that God wants them answered for our growth and protection, for our good and his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for always answering our prayers in a way that protects us and glorifies your kingdom.
Thank you, Lord, for always listening to us and loving us in spite of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.